All right, guys, welcome to the GHFL podcast. I'm your host, Delacqua here. I have a couple of analysts and specialists and just general peoples with me. Um, Emeka is here. Awula is here. David is here. Kerry Wasa is here, special guest. Uh, Winfred is here, in and out, so he's going to be popping in and out. Hopefully, you get some of his intakes. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll just start right off with doing a quick review of some of the games that happened this week. Um, a game that just went on today. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Tottenham Hotspurs, they lost their game, um, which is a bit of a surprise to me. I'm not sure how you guys are feeling about it. Wula, what do you think about that game? Was that a surprise to you? Um, it was a big surprise. I I personally thought that Spurs were going to win and Kane was going to get two or three. Um, I didn't have Kane on my fantasy team, so I was just praying he didn't score. But I, I never saw Newcastle winning, and more so because they lost two of their first, uh, first two games. But hey, this is football and this is the EPL and it's full of surprises. Hmm. Emeka, well, let's let's talk about Kane. You told us Harry Kane was going to give us 40 points. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so so that's the thing with Harry Kane, you know. Uh, the truth is that every once in a while, Kane forgets, like, maybe how to strike. I'm not sure. So I noticed that for some reason, he was not... In the ball as often as he was supposed to be. He didn't come with his current. He boots. has he has like this new like style of, of play whereby he kind of like sits high up in the field and just allows the center back to do their thing and then he to the box. So for whatever reason it wasn't working today and so it was just an abysmal performance. I don't know what's going on in Tottenham. I don't know if it's maybe locker room issues. I don't know why Lamela is even on the field. I don't know why Eric <laughs> is on the bench. It's just I think it's it's chaotic right now in, 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 in that side of London. So honestly I was very surprised. I anticipated twenty points from Kane. That's why I even I, I was actually gonna triple cap this weekend. So good thing I didn't. But in any case, yeah, going forward, uh please steer clear of, of, of Kane. I don't know what happened. Okay, David, come in here. So Emeka, Emeka told us to captain Harry Kane for a guaranteed 40 points. That's what he told us. Well, yes. he owes us a lot of points. points. Yeah. He owes us a lot, actually. Um, I know we'll be discussing this list sometime in the podcast, but like, I just want to bring to your attention, the last time Newcastle beat Tottenham Hotspur was in 2015 in the league. That's a very long time ago. Um, the, the, the exclusion of uh, Ndombele from the midfield was a huge miss today. And I still cannot put my hand on what is going on with Ericsson. This is the thing, though. We have to give a lot of credit to Fabian Schar and uh, Paul Dummett. They played amazing games. There were blocks everywhere. Spurs threw everything at them. But, like, you just have to understand, football, if you have 10 people behind the ball, it's hard to play. Harry Kane was dropping deep to try and get his leg on the ball to make some passes. It just didn't work out. And I understand why Newcastle shipped up that way. After shipping three goals to Pookie last week, it's unacceptable. They had to shut up shop. Steve Bruce is not trying to get fired by September. Huge, huge upset, though. But it's football. Yeah. Yeah, no, hold on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So, yes, Steve Bruce had to, uh, you know, do what was necessary to get a result today. But we're talking about Tottenham Hotspur. These guys were Champions League finalists. These guys 
outplayed everybody in Champs League last season. These guys made it to the finals to play Liverpool. Yes, that game they lost, but this is not just any team. This is Tottenham. So actually, I also want to talk about VAR because I have come to realize that VAR actually is just a waste of time. Maybe it's like a, a maybe somebody <laughs> is trying to like, you know, have run it. I don't know what it is for, really. Because on two occasions today, Tottenham were supposed to have PKs. I literally saw somebody lay down in front of Harry Kane and as a result, tripped him in the box. And then they said that it was not a PK. So I don't know like exactly what the objective of VAR is, but clearly it is failing. And so I think a lot of things in addition to VAR just didn't go, uh, you know, didn't go well for, for, for Tottenham today. But notwithstanding, it does, I don't really care about Domet. I don't care about all these people. I, it's Tottenham. The issue today was Tottenham and VAR. I'm not going to lie. It was Tottenham and VAR. These guys just did not know what to do with the ball. I don't know why Sissoko still plays football. He should maybe try volleyball. What? He should maybe try volleyball. Take the ball. I feel like Sissoko should have to school. Maybe he should have gone to, you know, being in school. He's not a good player, but oh he had a good God. game today. I'm not going to lie. Kerry Yo. we need you to tell us about Sissoko because I'm hearing some <laughs> flagrant things being said. Alright, so basically the issue that is with Sissoko is I don't think I don't think a lot of people watched him at the beginning of his career. Definitely so not. They don't know that Sissoko is not a right winger. Oh, thank Sissoko you so is much. A defensive midfielder. That's where he plays best. So when he came to England, unfortunately, he went to Newcastle. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I Newcastle, like they played him everywhere and that just like took away from his game and then even at Tottenham sometimes Pochettino plays him on the right you know I've, does. I've, I've seen him do it so many times so Sissoko is not he's not a right winger he's he's a central defensive midfielder and that's where he plays best. but when you start to play a guy on the right and you know use him in many different ways like his game changes you know so and going back to what Emeka said I actually agree that this was all about Tottenham Newcastle sad deep blah 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 whatever like Tottenham when Ericsson doesn't play there is no link there is no link between like the midfield and the forward line so Harry Kane has to drop deep instead of him being in positions where he can receive the ball in the 18 or having someone like Ericsson that can play that direct pass or play it out to the wing and you can get it from the wing. That that just it, it just wasn't there. So Tottenham needs to figure out if they're gonna go all in on Ericsson and playing him and like completely forgiving him for wanting to leave. You know? Just just play the guy. So now it's like a it's like a chess yeah. game. Yeah, you you said you're gonna leave, so we won't play you, we won't start you, but we can see that the team needs you. Like, it's just clear. We saw it in the first game against Aston Villa. When he came on, the whole game changed, you know? So this is just, like, talking. I, I'm surprised, but my level of surprise is not that high, you know, because, like, I've seen Tottenham, like, tie and lose at home, you know? Like, this is nothing new. I don't rate Tottenham as highly as the rest of the league rates them. Mm. But, yeah, let's let's... Let's uh, try and like not go hard on Sissoko because his his career, like <laughs> the way it panned out, it really wasn't his fault. Like the managers put you in the position and play, mm. and you have to play where they ask you to play, and that that makes a big difference on 
you know, on the players. So I, I agree. Thank what, you so much. You're I mean, a blessing like to all of us. Being biased because he likes to go. Clearly, the guy was standing there. It was a five-yard pass that he passed that he could have just put through, and the guy couldn't do it. Like I don't see what you guys Dude, see. We at some point all have to call a spade a spade. I saw Sissoko in the box. He was like on the six-yard line. He took a shot while standing <laughs> by the six-yard line, and the ball went out to throw in there. But at some point, we all have to just accept. That maybe he shouldn't be on the field. I'm not blaming for so quite a lot. A lot of factors. Like I think Fabian Shire and Paul Drummond played the game of their lives. They, they played really, really well. But I can't blame Sissoko, but I just feel that he's not good enough. Like, level. I do I do have a very interesting I do have a question though, Wula, if I can ask you something. Sure. Um so Kerry kinda talked about how managers have a huge influence on games and on players. And he brought up Ericsson and how Tottenham have to figure out what they're doing with him. What are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think that because a player wants away, that means now you can't use him anymore? Or is Pochettino just handling this whole thing wrong? Because this is a pretty big thing that he's he's dealing with and he seems to not be sure what he wants to do. So, so this issue is a very tricky one. So Ericsson has got just 11 months on his contract, okay? Now... This is where the problem is. I think Poch's problem is just he wants to play Ericsson, but he wants to see what happens. Remember, the rest of Europe's transfer is not closed. The window is not closed. So as much as he wants yep. to play the guy, he doesn't want someone coming in to unsettle the team. Trust me, if they can hold on, now their problem is do we hold on to Ericsson and lose him in 11 months for nothing or let him go now and get some 30 mil? I think that's where the dilemma is. If they are able to hold on to him till end of August, I can tell you Ericsson walks into that team and starts every game. So then it's a very tricky one for a football manager because you don't know what to do. He comes in and plays three matches and leaves, or you play those who are going to stay and build a team and build a team. So it's it's a quite it's quite a tricky one. So we'll have to hold on till the European transfer window closes. And once that closes and Ericsson is still at Tottenham, I can bet he's gonna walk into the team. Remember they are still missing one Deli Ali and he's not he's mm-hmm. not been as prolific at the but at now he could add some creativity to this team. So But what about when Liverpool were gonna sell Coutinho? Didn't they keep playing him? They didn't bench him or am I mistaken? In the case of Coutinho we still had we had the power. He had four or five years on his contract. So it was either play or go to the academy. So he had no option. We were not. We had no power. In this case, Tottenham's hands are tied. If they keep Ericsson, he goes for free in 12 months' time. So I, I think it, it's a very... Levy would have to make the call at one point. Uh, maybe with Poch. I don't know what the hierarchy is in Tottenham, who makes the shots, but I'm sure it's still Levy. And then after they do that, then maybe by the end of August, if he's still at Tottenham, then they know he's going to play. So then every manager would be very, very skeptical. So, Delapo, 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 I have a question. So, when you went into the Premier League yeah. official application and you put Sissoko on your team and you clicked <laughs> confirm, what was going through your mind? I'm really, I really <laughs> waiting for this answer. Like, like, what, what, you, what, like, like, what, like, what was going on? Like, 
Okay, so th- this is what happened. I started mm-hmm. off the season with a team that I don't know what I was thinking. Right, I made a bunch of mistakes. Okay. So in trying to rectify those mistakes, I have to take little steps at a time. And Sissoko is a player that, yeah, for as much as Tottenham have yeah. midfielders, Sissoko is going to play. At least that's how I see it. He's going to play. Yeah, and he exactly. He got an assist, so he's going to play. I don't expect him to get goals, but he's going to be around the action, and he's a guaranteed two oh, to four what points the price of Sissoko? for the time yeah, being. But eventually, he's going to be wow. switched he's up. He's 5.0. That's how he's going to get him. Yes, he, he said wow. I said wow. He should be, he should be 3.5 anyway. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. I'm telling you, man. The Lapa wants to act like you, so you can go for Cantwell. You already know that even now. And gives you value for money. Even, he's always running into I'm the box. You. He's always running into the box. He's around the action where I love, I love the advice. he's either going to assist or give the pass before the assist. I don't know how you guys call that. But he's going to be around the action zone with Norwich score and all that. So you could get him. He's going to give you three, four, maybe five, six sometimes. And it's 4.6. And his value is going to rise because people are going to get him more. So even, even, Willock, even Willock will do just as good. And Willock is going to play games. He's going to get you more points than Sissoko would. Or Sebalos. I think I disagree. Even Sebalos. I, I put Sebalos, Willock, I put Sebalos Willock ahead of Willock. Once the Arsenal team sets up, Willock is not going to get much playing time. So, I'll go for Sebalos or Torreira. I don't know how much Torreira, Torreira costs. He wouldn't score much, but um, I'd go for Sebalos. I think it's 5.6 or 5.7. But if it's, if it's 4.5, 4.6, go for that Emeka's guy or maybe Cantwell. That 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 okay. player who is a defender to get point. I don't know his name. Oh, I have him. Yeah, Monstrum, Monstrum. Yeah. I have him. He got yeah, zero okay. points this week just yeah, when yeah. I transferred him in. I think you have um, people are, part, are playing part <laughs> at this point. <laughs> no, no. Thanks for the advice, guys. Um, I appreciate it. Emeka, I'm not taking your advice. You've led yeah. me wrong too many times, and you also only got 33 points this week, if I'm not mistaken. So thank you. Thank you very much. Um, but we did kind of bring up the Arsenal players, so let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, Liverpool beat Arsenal. It wasn't 5-1 or 4-1 like I was told last week on here. But, uh, Ola, I'll let you just flex a little bit. Tell us about the game. Well, I did say that there were going to be goals. I did say that there was not going to be a clean sheet. I did say that there was going to be a penalty. So I did get the major talking points right. What I was surprised was how Arsenal set up. But I love it as a Liverpool fan because teams are beginning to respect Liverpool at Anfield. And so I'd be happy all year long if teams come to Anfield and set up this way. Once in a while, they'll catch us on the break. But I think that, for me, it is great to see Arsenal respecting Liverpool so, 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 so much. On the highlights, I think that Firmino doesn't get the credit he deserves. He, 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 he's got this flick and this turn and he's, he's so good in tight spaces. He makes Salah and Mane a click. And this one amazing stat, Mane had six tackles in that game. He didn't play so well. He had six successful tackles, four more than any Arsenal player. And all six happened in the Arsenal wow. half. That tells you. So Liverpool is a one-word machine. Even when the front three are not scoring, they are tackling and they are 
they are pressing me so hard and and so it's very difficult to play against this team city is more free flowing and all nice liverpool is more like a heavy metal a mixture of everything when it clicks is something else so um, as a liverpool fan i'm happy we won um but i have come to a conclusive proof that shaka is really really a bad footballer trust me oh can i come in here yes i'm gonna please i'm gonna come in here can you guys hear me yes sir yeah fantastic so jaka yes the first time i saw him play this guy under no pressure no pressure whatsoever He's just like, okay, cool. Like, is that the other team? Oh, I'm not sure. Ask them the ball. What Jeffy Keller would be wearing? And to me, it's just worse. You also got Gwenduzi and added him to Jaka. Like, Gwenduzi literally is not, he's a subpar player. I'm sorry. Like, I like, like that so boy. Many, there's so many subpar players going out masquerading as top players. Like, you look at Manchester United, for example, just to bring them in. You have players like McTominay, Luke Shaw. These guys are just average players. They are not prodigies. So, for someone like Jaka to play the way he is and to be rewarded with a captain band, it just tells me of, about the state of Manchester United and Arsenal. On the decline, serious decline, if these are the guys starting yeah. for you. I mean, they, can, they can go ahead and dissolve both clubs, you know. <laughs> 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 I can well, I can feel your pain. I can I feel mean, your pain. I mean, like Arsenal setup was when I, when I saw the lineup, I was just utterly confused. I'm like, what is Unai? Too much respect. What is this eh? guy trying to do in this game? Really, like, what are you trying to accomplish? Because if you attack Liverpool, you will probably score. You know, Facts. with the firepower that Arsenal has, you just bought a guy for. 80 million euros, you know, like you have the top scorer in the league from last season, you know, come on, man. And why? I don't understand what he's doing with like the midfield. You saw last week, Ceballos played in like a number 10 role, kind of. He, he, he had a free role and he played so well. Why not build up on what you did last week, even if it's against a very good team? At least it builds like it's something to build on for the players going into uh-huh. a good game. Even if you you lost 3-1, what is losing 4-2 if the team plays better and has something to build on onto the next game? Like, it is nothing. You still lost. And you consider three goals. Um, you know, so, I mean... What's... Uh, uh, sorry to interrupt, but I agree with what you're saying, okay? But I think that I, I understand the mentality and what Emil was trying to do. He had a baptism of fire last season, 5-1. I can tell you, if, if, if Arsenal had come to set up the way they played against Burnley, they would have shipped six or seven. Now, I did say something last week that we could st- score six or seven. Could Arsenal score say no? Our defense, no matter how bad it is, is far, far, far better than that of Arsenal. Now, the problem with, with Emery was that he wasn't so sure what to do. But then he decided that, okay, I'm going to go with this and hope that it works. Had Pepe scored that goal, the whole game is a different thing altogether. Or had the, had the game gone into halftime 0-0, then, then Arsenal could go reassess themselves and come back. But even at 1-0, it wasn't, at 1-0, it wasn't a bad game. Then just two minutes into the second half, David Luiz decides to do a typical David Luiz. Then you go two goals down. What do you do? So I, I, I want to blame Emery, but I can't put the blame on him. I, I'd put all on David Luiz. You are 30, 
30 plus defender who was brought in to bring solidity and maturity into the Arsenal defense. And what did he do? He he did far worse than even those academy players would have done. At this at this pace, I'll put in a Mustafi or anyone else. You see, mm. so I don't want to blame Emery so much. Oh, I think I, it's all on Luis. Because blue. had he not pulled Salah, had he not pulled Salah, it's still 1-0. Like maybe they could, at the 60th, 70th minute, they could come at Liverpool. But then you pull Salah two minutes into the second half. He was nowhere going to score that ball. I don't know what came over him. So here's the thing. Huh? Uh, the truth is that, yes, we lost to Liverpool. I did not think we would win. Okay, this is Liverpool at Anfield. This is the Champions League winners. These guys are very strong at home. They, te- they tend to win their games at home. Right? So my only issue with Unai is that he's still doing that whole tinkering thing that he did last season. I don't know if you guys remember, but like last season, he would bring in almost two subs every halftime. Well, like, dude, what, what are you doing? Like, well, like, this makes no sense to us. So I think he's still like going through that phase. It's not as bad right now. But I think it's still there. So now this guy still starts the likes of Willock. He still moves people here, move this person here. Aubameyang was left. You know, he's doing 4-4-2 today. He's doing 3-4-3 uh, next week. He, he's, he tends to be very... Uh, uh, he, he, he tends to experiment in a sense. But ultimately, actually, I appreciated what he did, right? He didn't, first of all, risk Lacazette, okay? He gave Pepe a shot, and I thought Pepe did excellently. Pepe literally ran Robertson ragged the whole day. Right, Obama Yang, yes, he could have done better. But at the end of the day, like I can take this as just being one of the few L's that we will get this season, actually, because we're still looking very strong. I think with this game that just passed, this guy is probably going to see... I think a lot more things came to light for on. I think uh, it is now clear that Genduzi is not maybe the right man for that job in the midfield. No, let's be honest. Like <laughs> if you, I think that Genduzi maybe should be fielded in our FA Cup and Europa games. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he's a terrible player, but I don't think he's the kind of player that we need. Right now, we need somebody who is just going to play like the role of Kante when Kante was in Leicester. And I think it's Torreira that brings that and not Genduzi. Somebody who will just clean up because now we have a strong enough attack to just have somebody clean up. You know, so I don't want Genduzi to be giving long balls and trying to create plays. No, no, no. Just win the ball and make the nearest pass to Ceballos or Ozil or Pepe or anybody who is available. Don't even contemplate doing anything with the ball. So honestly, I didn't mind. I accept this defeat. I, in fact, was happy it was not four or five goals because typically that's what Liverpool does. They tend to score at least four or five. Three is acceptable in my opinion. And I think now that Lacazette is fit, now that Oba is fit, now that Pepe is fit, I think going forward, we will now see uh, Unai's actual first team and that's what i'm looking forward to okay emeka i want to ask you and the arsenal fans one question it's obvious shaka is not it's not it's not fit to, to be captain and he's not fit to play in that arsenal midfield it's also showing that grandizzi is too young who do you think or what do you think is arsenal's best midfield i don't know what what combinations could oh. could 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 emery have because i don't see that, you guys have a lot of Listen, that is an excellent question. And here is the formation. Honestly, I'm still checking. I think Unai has a Twitter account. So I think he and I have to start talking more personally. <laughs> but to be honest, the only way to do this is to do a 3-5-2 formation or a 3-4-3. Preferably a 3-4-3 where you have the three backs. So you can be Socrates, David Luiz, and you can bring in a Morial, Musafi, any of those people. Then our wing backs will be Sead, Kolasinac, 
Maitland Niles, okay? And then the guys in the middle will be, uh, I'm thinking maybe Ozil if he's fit by the grace of God, and then Sebalos. Whoa! Exactly. No, no, no. Think about it. Okay, well, mm-hmm. if you don't even do that, well, then you can play. You can play. I like, maybe say, you're going to concede uh, five. No, no. But here's the thing. If you think we that need a DM, if you think we need a DM, which I don't think, because right now I think we're going to do how Liverpool was, like maybe say two, three years ago, whereby the game became a game of who could score more. That's okay. why Liverpool games were ending. Okay. Or three, what did they win then? So, yes, exactly. So we're just going to capitalize but on they, how strong our attack is, with the attacking prowess that we have. Because if you're trying to play defensive, somebody like like Shaka and Genduzi, you're already taking the risk. Why are they on the field? Why are they even in London? Okay. All right, I see. Uh, um, uh, Carrie, what do you what do you have to say about this formation that Mecca has proposed? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it is a it is a crazy formation because uh, they concede. Thank you, Carrie. Every single game that they play, like when I look at the Arsenal team, like the team picks itself. So the transfer season is done. You can't sign anyone. When I look at the players they have, it's so easy to me. Like, look. Most teams go with four three three or four two three one, right? That that's the that's new the standard the standard formation right now. And the Arsenal team picks at least the top six picks itself. Like the back four, you know, Arsenal or, or for me their defense, there's problems. So you know that one, I don't know. But the top six, that it picks <laughs> itself. It's easy. You the top three, you play Aubameyang on the left, you play Laka in the middle, you play Pepe on the right. And then in the middle, with um, this, what's his name, the Danny Ceballos guy, he has come in and shown that, you know, he can hold the ball, he can keep possession. He's the perfect number 10. So the, the next three behind the front three, you play Ceballos, you have to play Shaka, <laughs> there's nobody else. Yeah, I understand. You, play, um, you can go on, the, go on, That kid, what's his name? Willock? No, no, Torreira. 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 You play Torreira. That's easy. The Torreira kid can be the DM that tries to like clear things up. Just give him one role, guy. Just, just so so you see why you see why that cannot work. And sorry, correct, sorry to cut you off, but here's the thing, guys. I watch Arsenal day in day out, week in week out. You want to play Torreira and Xhaka at the same time? You have lost all creative ability in the midfield. That's what I'm saying because those guys are very slow-minded, slow-moving. Everything about them slow. You see what I'm saying, and that's why I'm saying that we have to capitalize. You put Sayad on the wing, you put Maitland Niles on the wing. Those guys will outrun anybody any day. You then have your three up top. You have Pepe, you have Aubameyang, you have Lacazette. Dude, at that point, we are a machine. We are a well-oiled machine. Nobody will stop us. We will score four goals. Yes, we'll concede three, but we'll score four. Our games with four three games, and then that way I can make more money because I'll be placing bets. Wait. I'll be placing bets on totals that are higher than three and a half every single game, okay, and I'll guys, be winning money. Guys, yeah, guys, guys, are you guys done? <laughs> are you guys done? <laughs> Look, it seems like you guys are just neglecting a lot of things, man. You cannot fake quality. Same issues that Manchester United mm. and Arsenal are facing. It's not even the formation; it's the personnel, okay. the people playing the ball. No matter how many goals you score, yeah, Liverpool had this issue. 
before Van Dyke and Robertson came. You can score six goals, but if the other guy scores seven, you lose. If they also score six, you lose. Arsenal is not equipped to go anywhere. Like just a simple ball and defenders are I don't know what they're doing. They're falling over backwards. You have to invest, you have to buy. It's gonna be hard just like Manchester United. You have to actually have quality. And I'm sorry, Jaka Gwenduzi, Torreira is okay. Midland Niles, uh, Socrates, and all these guys are not good players. So I'm sorry, I'm not even going to tell you guys the formation. No matter what they do, it's, it's true. It's true. Have you ever? We cannot ask the phone. You know, better than who you actually are. Like, people are going to win with the team. And I'm like, if the so I have a close, you can't sign anyone. So you have to play with the team that you have. Oh, that's what they think. They can't lower their expectations, just like Manchester United fans. Lord, Lord. Paul, I was just about to ask you yeah, about no, United Lord, fans. Because okay. I'm serious. Like, the, that David Luiz thing, that what he did to Salah, it's literally a championship-type tackle. David Luiz, like, you're a Brazilian professional. You've played football. You you know what I'm saying. You have experience. And if you the players in the squad, you can play 5-2-3-1 or whatever you want to play. People are going <laughs> to make mistakes like that. And you're still going to have the same result. You just have to invest in the squad, maybe in the January, and actually fix your problems. Liverpool, it's not a surprise that Liverpool signed Robertson and Van Dijk, and suddenly, suddenly, their Champions League wins. You forget that he's in Fabinho. The defense problems. Now they gave Jacka the captainship, like, to do what? Big, big, do big, 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 big. <laughs> like, I don't know. To organize parties for the players, to make them feel good. Or but, but, but the thing is, who is, who is captain material in that Arsenal team? If Shaka drops that armband, who do you think has got the leadership qualities and, and can go in no, there and say, no, I'm, we going have, to, I'm going to orchestrate this team, them. I'm going to shout on this guy. You see how VVD and Henderson and all these top captains shout on their team. Who do you think in this Arsenal team is a leader and can shout on these players? I assure you that nobody will, will be offended if Socrates <laughs> yells at them. Hmm. Arsenal, has, Arsenal has that leadership quality in Socrates uh, Papastopoulos. Now, let me just tell you guys this, okay? The fact of the matter is that you guys are right. Yes, we have a lot of terrible players in the squad, namely Ben and Shaka. But like Kerry said, you have to use what you have, okay? And that's why, yes, when Liverpool was uh, winning their games 4-3, 5-4, yes, they couldn't win the title based off of those results, but they could make it to Champions League. And to be honest, that is, I think, our goal for this season. Hmm. I am not trying to win the league because I know it's impossible. You have Guardiola at Man City and you have Klopp at Liverpool. I know it's impossible for us to win the league. I just want to make it to Champions League. And to do so, I need a team that can score goals. I need a team that can score goals. And if you're playing Genduzi and Shaka at the same time, what you're telling me is that you don't want to score goals. And I don't, we don't need that. We do not need that on the team. We need a goal-scoring, well, well, a very fluid-moving team. Bring in Ozil to give those very nice, simple, smart passes. Bring in Sabalo to hold the ball. Bring in you know, a third party to, 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 to clean up like Torreira. Okay. You know? So, uh, do, you, do you think, so just, again, kind of going back to the United comparison, because you guys, I think, Arsenal United for... My the way I see it, you guys are the same level. You guys are fighting for the same things. It looks like United is trying to build a team that's built for counterattacking, right? They have in the midfield, they just have anyone. And they, they're focused on building a defense, having a midfield that's passable, and then just having attackers that can run. Arsenal to me is set up to do that style just as well as Manchester United, but it doesn't sound like Emeka thinks that 
you need to play that way. You want to go just all out, put Ozil, put Ceballos. That's it. Go out and get that win. Go and push those. That come on. Look, let me just tell you, it's a little different for Manu to be honest. Because let's be honest, Manu's attacking prowess is not as good as Arsenal's right now. Look, Rashford is nowhere close to being Aubameyang when it comes to quality. Who Martial? Martial is not as good as Lacazette. Let's be mm-hmm. honest here. Mm-hmm. And who is as good as Pepe on Manu? Nobody. Jesse Lingard? No. So Manu does not have. <laughs> Manu does not simply they simply do not have the attacking prowess that Arsenal has. <laughs> Arsenal has the ability to finish third this season, but we will only finish third this season if we play good attacking football. And we cannot play good attacking football if Gwendozi and Shaka are on the field. So that's my point. We need to get rid of those people. And Dolapo, please, going forward, don't ever compare us now to Manu. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Manu is struggling. Ole G doesn't know what to do. Did you watch Ole? Look at Ole. Ole was so confused. He didn't know what to do. It's like, wait, what? Christian Palace just got us. This is crazy. I, I, do, I do want to talk about United. Thank you for bringing them up. Um, Kerry, did you watch a United game? Like, what's your thoughts on losing to Crystal Palace? So, like, basically, you know, when Ole... Man, you know, you know, I'm like, if Ole can figure those players I hate and sell them, he sold Fellaini. Wow, I was so happy. He has sold Lukaku <laughs> over the board. I don't get to see Lukaku, Fellaini, Antonio. <laughs> you know, guys like that. So the next guy was Jesse Lingard. I said, well, we please sell this guy. Not only did he not sell him, he's starting him. Like, this guy is starting three three games in a row and has not done anything. Please, what has Jesse Lingard done all the three games? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, still, it's still a mystery. Lingard doesn't assist. He doesn't score. He doesn't, do he doesn't run with the ball. I don't know why he adds to the team. He runs he very dabs. hard. He dabs. He's got some nice dance moves. I am actually yeah. happy with this. And he's 18. He's a wonder kid. He's 18. You should know. To my United fans, Lingard is still 18 or 19. Please. Right. See, at some point in time, people told me that, hey, Manchester United, Ferguson is a racist. He doesn't sign Africans, oh, blah, blah, blah. I mean, at that time, I was watching Quentin Fortune and Eric Jimba Jimba and all those guys were there. But now, hey, <laughs> this Brexit XI that these guys are doing, it, it answers your question. Carrie, why is Lingard still playing? He's a, he's a Brit. That's all it is. He's a Brit. Yeah. That's why, why and, is, and, and that strategy makes... No, it like it makes so like I go to sleep sometimes and I just I just think why why, <laughs> why? Guys, you know to add up why? with this United Britain problem I think that it's it's a problem with these managers when Kenny Daglish came to Liverpool he decided to do the same thing build a Brit team he he brought in uh, Stuart Downing and Charlie Adams oh my God all these English overhyped players Andy Carroll and all that you see. These English players are mostly average. They'll play two good games out of 15, okay? Just Lingard will give you one good game out of 10 or 15. He's not quality. See, Pereira is even far better than... In, in a good functional team, Pereira should start ahead of um, um, just Lingard. I think that what a problem is with United, I think that they are beginning to realize that they are not what they are anymore, which is good. I think that their team... The biggest mistake Ole did is to sell Lukaku. Now, this is why. I think that it's okay to sell Lukaku, but to not get a replacement and believe in Martial and Rashford is a big problem. 
it's a very, very big problem. And I think that these two guys cannot take United where they want to go. So if 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 I have a little advice for United fans, this is what I'm going to tell them. Fast forward to week number 38. Start preparing for preseason already. Forget about this season. Maybe you could win the FA Cup or Cullen Cup. I don't know. But Arsenal are probably going to finish ahead of United. The only time United are going to do far better is when they play the big teams. Maybe because of their counter-attacking team. But when they play against the Crystal Palaces, the Burnleys, who sit deep, they can they don't have anybody to break teams down. Pogba, no. McTominay, no. So United is about four or five quality players away to challenge him. But their fans are I'm gonna end it there. I don't know. I want to I want to pose this question to you guys. And you guys we discussed Ericsson. I want to bring Paul Pogba into this. You guys know me. I've said a lot of things. I'll continue to say a lot of things. But I, you know, earlier I came at uh, Sissoko, I berated him and all that. But you know something that Sissoko doesn't do? He doesn't lose the ball that much in the middle of the field. Mm. And this is the thing about Manchester United, yeah? The club has no more pride left in it. The fact that it's... In, to my to me, it's mostly mercenaries and players who literally don't want anything to do with the club. Just overpaying these guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So far as someone like Paul Pogba is in the club, and like the same that, that goal is the same type of goal that Wolves scored against Manchester United. He just ran with the ball. This doesn't even look no blinkers, blind spots on both sides. There's dispossessed. We consider a lot of goals like that. It's clear that the club has no identity, no direction, no pride left. It's just, I don't know if they want to start, I don't know what's going on, a British club or whatnot. I agree with Ola. The Manchester United fans, please find yourself some loved ones, you know, whatever. <laughs> just, just stop. You don't deserve this. You don't deserve it. I, I, I don't think the team is as you guys are, you guys are saying. Like, imagine the team is not the best. But United is not as bad as you guys are saying. I think it's the organization and the team selection. Look, honestly, like that team, all you have to do is replace Lingard with Mata and there is more control in the midfield. You see, well, Pogba it is still that bad. It is still that bad. Pogba has things that, really that, bad. He, that he wouldn't do if a player like Mata was on the field because nobody comes to collect the ball. Mata is the only player at Manchester United that can come and collect the ball and not lose it. But Mata is, not the Mata, that, Mata is not the Mata that he was five, six years ago. He's not got the legs. I'm not, I'm not sure Mata can play four games in a row. We cannot say this because he has not been given the opportunity to play. Like I'm telling you, watch whenever Mata plays and look at the difference in the team. Like, there is no, in my mind, there is no question that if Mata started the Crystal Palace game, would have won. Easy. Easy. No and he made a huge difference when he came on as so a why do you think that continue to pursue Fernandez? No. Well, well, for me, ultimately, guys, to be honest, this is Manchester United. This is technically the biggest club in England. This is the equivalent of Madrid and Barca in Spain, the equivalent of Bayern in Germany. This is not a team that should be reliant on somebody like Mata at this point in exactly. Mata's career. So, mm-hmm. so we're saying, yes, yes, maybe the team on paper is not that bad. Kerry, I can agree with you on that one because I feel like you guys still have like a top five, top six team. However, 
this is not a team that can compete with the likes of City and Liverpool. And so I think this is the correction that needs to start being made. Like, get rid of these deadweight players, get rid of these overhyped players, the likes of 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 of, of Lingard, the likes of McTominay. To be honest, I, I'm still unclear why McTominay is still uh, in, um, in the entire city of Manchester. But in any case, I just think that those things need to be sorted out as soon as possible in order for you guys to advance. But yeah, anyways, that's just my take on okay. this, guys. I don't really want to... Guys, I, w- I want to say something. I think that, well, I don't know, but I think we've, sp- we've spent much time on United. They don't deserve much time on this podcast anyway. Um, talking about matter, <laughs> talking about matter, I want to go to his former team, Chelsea, and look at what Frank Lampard is doing there. And look at... I, I want to make a comparison. Look at a, a boy like a Mason Mount coming into the team and playing with... With only being an old um, United player, couldn't he go into the academy and get a few of? I know you've got one one Greenwood and a few Gomez. Shouldn't shouldn't only be giving some of these guys opportunities? If if Mason Mount can walk into that Chelsea team and do what he's doing, Tammy Abraham, of course they're not going to give you week in week results, but then you build for the future instead of looking at people like Mata who are already finished. What do you think Ole should See, do? Ola, you wow. bring up a, Ola, I'm sorry, you bring up a fantastic point. And that is why this summer, I didn't enjoy the summer. One of my least favorite summers in the last five years. Because what is happening is that I can't understand why these guys literally refuse to sign anybody else who does not fit that cookie-cutter British nonsense. I don't understand. Like, What is Lingard doing in the team? At least Mason Mount. This is the second game for Chelsea at the top level. You can see that there's something. You've seen Lingard over the years. What do you think he's going to become? Do they think he's just going to one day show up and decide that, hey, I've matured? He's done. This is him. And they will not sign anybody. (laughs) And this is what the club is going to be. It's not fair to the fans. It's not fair to anyone, the stakeholders of the club, to keep watching Lingard. I love Rashford and whatnot, but when you sell a player like Lukaku, yeah, Martial is currently fielding an Because he's using 20 what, plus goals. What is, what is the idea there? So if Rashford gets hurt right now, who's going to strike for the club? Mason Greenwood? This is not this is this is chaos. Tottenham, Hotspur, Arsenal, all these clubs are above Manchester United. The, the level of delusion has to wash away from the club. People have to start opening their eyes. Mm. Because it's absolutely ridiculous to watch this. It's absolutely ridiculous. And like Oula said, the, the transfer window is still open. If Pogba decides to leave right now, <laughs> you guys know that it's a wrap. So the, the club has a lot of problems. Kind of, I don't yeah, so so let me let me jump in here. I'm, I'm really sorry that this conversation has taken a sad turn. I didn't mean to make you sad, David. You know, we know that United is going through a lot and our prayers are with you. Carry you too as well. We haven't forgotten you, um, even if you don't want it. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to kind of transition to um, something we kind of touched upon. So we touched about talked about how United is only signing British players. So on this podcast, Emeka is going to give us a treat, which is he's going to let us know some non-Brits. Well, he didn't say that. Let me change it. Not non-Brits. He's going to tell us about some Africans that are playing incredible football in EPL. Um, he has an African 11 that he wants us to just highlight real quick. And Mika, are you ready with your list? Yes, I'm absolutely ready. I'm always ready uh, at all times. All right, give it to <laughs> yes. us. So, here's the truth, guys. Let's be honest. This is what, 2019. For so long, we've been reliant on the white man. Not anymore. I'm not racist. 
I'm just saying that the white man has let me down on countless occasions. You are playing the white man's league. And now, and now, I want to now rely on my people, my blacks, my Africans, and the Africans in the diaspora. So I'm going to start with the keeper. So that's it. We don't really need a keeper. We're Africans. We are strong. We can do it. Maybe you can put him in the gun. Maybe you can put him in the gun of my United. I am guaranteeing that if you guys play this bunch of blacks, Africans, and Africans in the diaspora, I assure you that week in, week out, you will get minimum of 70 points. Okay? How do you come up with this figure? Hold on, hold on. Before you start laughing, let me just narrate the thing to you. Just hang in there. Now, we're going to start with the attack. Sorry, actually, let's start with the defense. And I know you're thinking, surely this is crazy, but no, it's not. The defense, you will have Trent. Yes, Trent, top-notch. He will get you an assist and maybe even clean sheets. You have Kawaka, top-notch, playing for the best team in England. You have Maitland-Niles. This year, we're going to field him because Bellerin is still injured. He's very attack-minded. Then off the bench, you can have Van Aanholt, you can have Bolly and so on. As you can see, those are all five black star-studded individuals. There will be a very firm ankle in the back. Now let's move to the midfield. Geniuses everywhere. We have Raheem Sterling, easily the best wing forward in the league right now. Sadio Mane, highest goal scorer in the league last year. Mo Salah, the Egyptian king, highest goal scorer in the league last year. Then you have, of course, Paul Pogba, a World Cup winner. And then you have the likes of Zaha coming off the bench and or Atsu coming off the bench. I know you guys are like, wow, this guy has a point. You guys, you all said it. I, I could hear the silence in your voices. You guys all thought it right now. Like, wow, this guy is making a solid point here. And then let's wow. look at the strike force. Strike force, we have Aubameyang, of course, starting. And that obviously is the highest goal scorer as of last season as well. Top-notch individual. You have Tammy Abraham because now you know that Giroud is coming off the bench in Chelsea. And Chelsea is very attack-minded this season, so I, I, I expect Tammy to put in goals. And then the third striker, you can bring on either a Lacazette or a Rashford uh, or so on and so forth. So this is, a, in fact, a star-studded African and black 11. I am no longer reliant on the white man. No white man is going to be on my team anymore. And I've mean, got only one question to ask you. I captain Kane today. Do you know how many points he got me? Two points. If I had captain <laughs> any, if I had captain any of the players that I have just mentioned, I would have gotten more points. Tammy, Rebecca, I have one question. Yes, Rebecca, you you mentioning all these players with a budget of a hundred mil, and with your team doing so bad, I guess your team value is dropped to like ninety-seven or something. No, my team value is still 100.2. And I, I don't mind you being disrespectful. I understand that you think because you've won it in the past, you have the right to talk. But let's not forget After beating you for all those things. Anyway, how do you make how do you make a team like that out of 100 mil? Because the team you mentioned is about 150 mil. How do you... No, no, not at all. Actually, in fact, I have done the numbers. And in fact, it's 100, exactly. Wow. Exactly. So can, can you back it up in the document for me? I'm oh, interested. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm doing that math. It's definitely more than 100. Thank you. No, no. Trust me, guys. I'll send you a screenshot of my team. I'll justify. Don't worry. It'll be published on our website, thegfl.com. Please visit. Also, please follow us on Twitter at ghflfantasy. I will post screenshots of the team on both platforms. And you guys can view and admire in all. Like I said, I don't need the keeper. Did you mention the keeper? So I'm going to put Button in there. And Button is not going to give me anything because he's a useless white man. So that's my point. Wow. The, rest, the rest of my team. Wow. Wow. 
I've never seen racism being discussed in a very nice way like this before, trust me. I've never seen racism being discussed in a nice way. Look, racism has no place in football, let's be honest. Did you see that Russia Pogba was getting, likewise Rashford, when they missed both players, when they missed their PKs, you see the racial players that were being thrown at them? Why do you deserve that? This is 2019. If those people can be racist, I'm not saying we should be, we're better, but this is now me saying, you know what? Fuck you guys. You guys think you're better than us. No. So now I'm going to build a fantasy team that is strictly for us by us. For us by us. <laughs> so why don't you go play in the Nigerian League with Tommy Rangers? Why are you playing in the EPL? Why don't you create the non African League? Uh, don't worry about that. I don't know why you're asking a stupid question. <laughs> So, America, so while, while we're on it, I just pulled up your team, and I think we should discuss some things that happened. Please. Okay. So, I noticed that you're African XI, you didn't have a goalkeeper. I, I noticed that you stayed true to your word, so you don't have a goalkeeper yeah. in your fantasy team. Have, but that's fine. That's that's your decision, not mine. You have Alexander-Arnold, Maguire, Lucas Dean, Juan Adam, Cantwell, Sterling, Ruben Neves, Son, Kane, and Firmino. Yeah. Be fair to you, this is not a bad squad. It's not a bad squad at all. But you know, with thirty-five points, I don't know how the D double oh seven plan is what? working. Yeah, but are you the D double seven? No, no, no. I want to talk about that very briefly because I know you guys are very interested in that plan. Here's the thing, okay? The D O seven plan, let me just tell you. The way it was intelligently uh, arrived at, uh it, within the plan itself, I have accounted for a few off weeks. This is my off week. To be honest, just like Arsenal, hmm. just like Arsenal, I'm actually very happy with what I did because here's the thing. These off weeks are going to be rare this year for me. And it's good that I'm now getting them out of the way. Can you guys hear me? Do you understand what I'm saying? So I'm glad that I'm getting them out of the way because going forward, I assure you guys, I assure you guys that my points, 70 minimum, especially now that I'm going to implement an all-African team and Africans in the diaspora. You guys think I'm playing, but I'm not playing. You guys think I'm playing, but I'm not playing. My wild card activated. Wild card activated. America, if this African and Africans in the diaspora and black policy fails, what should we do to you? Listen, but let's be honest here. How many, let me ask you this, Ola. Who was the highest goal scorer last season in the EPL? Yeah, all Africans. Yeah, all Africans. You're telling me that all three highest goal scorers were Africans. Who's the best wing forward yes. in the EPL right now? Be honest with yourself. So, so Emeka, can I say that you've gone no, for a strategy no, where you know, you know you're going to pick people who are going to... Answer my question. Who is the best wing forward in the EPL right now? I'd say Salah. Salah. Okay, debatable. Yes. Be him or Sterling, both of which are either Africans or Africans. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so my point is this. I know that as Africans, we like to self-hate, but I'm now begging you guys to start loving yourself. Exactly. Self-love. Self-love, mm-hmm. and I'm going to show that it works with my African 11. So going forward, this list also is going mm. to be published on the GHFL.com. Please visit our website. And I'm going to, like I said, take a screenshot and issue it out on our uh, Twitter account at GHFL Fantasy. So please, okay. okay. Perfect. Perfect. Let me let me jump in here real quick. Let me jump in here. So we appreciate the list, the African Eleven. We're gonna keep track of it and we're gonna watch it and see how it goes. I do want to um kind of talk a little bit about FPL in a little time we do have. Um, I noticed that 
Carrie used his wild card already, and I thought that was interesting. Um, I did. Make it kind I of did also. At the wild card, you use your wild card too. Okay, so just yes. tell me your thinking. Tell me the thinking behind it. Isa, can you go again? Tell me the thinking behind using a wild card so early. So uh, I've got three strikers: Femino, Shea Adams, and um, uh, Jota. And between the three of them, in three games, which is nine games, only Femino gave me one goal. So I reassessed and realized that no, my strikers weren't good. I went for midfielders and defenders, and I'm not ready to take minus, so I decided to. Use my wild card, go for 4.5 defenders. I don't care about clean sheets anymore. So now I have Aguero in my team. I have Sterling in my team. I have Salah in my team. Um, I've got Puki, painfully. I can't believe I've gone for the bandwagon, but I think that I saw this thing on Twitter. <laughs> I would say that if you don't have Puki, then you are insane. I want to be sane, so I've got Puki now. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I can't believe it. I, I can't believe that this guy would just—I I don't know. For once, I've gone for the bad one, and these are all too many minuses to take. So I decided to take my ward card. Trust me, this—the transfer window is already ended. So what? What else do I have to do? It's not like there's going to be a new player coming in, and plus, I'd get a new one in January. By then, I would have reassessed my team. It could backfire. But I think that's the rationale. I'm okay with it. Okay. Kerry, how about you? What's your, what's your thinking? Yeah, I, I think basically people, these are chips that we have to use. Like People like hold them like so close to their hearts. Like we can't, the point of the wild card is to actually use it. Like that is the point of the wild card. If you're looking at your team, like I see people getting negative points. If you're going to do negative, like why you uh, before do? before you go on, Harry, can I address that person? I believe his name is Mr. Benjamin Abane, and yes. I don't know what's going on. This guy is in the head. You got minus eight points. It's my guy. It's, it's August. Giving away points like this, free victories to ever place him. Like why? Why are you doing this? Please refrain from any minus. <laughs> so basically, I really. I didn't put money in my initial team because he was just coming from Afcon. I, I I thought they might give him a break in the first couple of games in the season, so I didn't I didn't put money. I also didn't get KDB my guy, like cause he he you know still coming back from injury from last season. I I just wanted to see what he would do first, and after last week, I was like, you know what, man. You're sold. Yeah, I, I want to get my guys back. I wanted to get money back. I wanted to get KDB back. You know, in fact, my wild card, I didn't even do much. It could have been like a negative 12. But I was like, you know what? Let me just, you know, pop it, get these guys with no risk. And, like, every time I use my wild card anyways in the previous years, it's it doesn't make a huge difference to me, like, depending on what time in the season that I pop it. Like, it really doesn't make any difference to me. Like, the players I have are the players I have. Like, I don't make drastic changes. That one sub every week is not bad for me if I have the players that I actually want. So I was like, man, let me just go in early and get, like, my guys. Like, Manny was about to play Arsenal. I thought he would, like, destroy them. You know, he didn't, but <laughs> they are playing an easy game next man, week. You the man. Destroy. Like, no problem. I have my guy. KDB, my guy, he's in the team. I'm, I'm comfortable with my team. I love it. So I, mm. I, I pop the wild card whenever I want to pop it. And you know, like. <laughs> um, 
Abdullah, wasn't, don't you think we've seen her on this podcast? You and me are the only people who have not taken our wild cards yet. You need, you need that wild card, Abdullah, for you really need that it. That is crazy, I have, yeah. I, have a huge uh, mind, I, I, I like to hold on to my wild card a little yeah, longer. Exactly. Dolako, <laughs> you should definitely use your wild card. I looked at your team. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> What? No, no, no. But Kerry was with me up until this week after he used his wild card, and I'm gonna catch him in like this next game week. So what's he talking about? Africans and Africans in the diaspora. That was it's black Africans and Africans in the diaspora. I need to find up an abbreviation for that. Black Africans and Africans in the diaspora. You know, <laughs> guys, can we talk head to head? Yeah, me? that I, I, I want to do them, but I may not do them. So you can wait to catch me, and you'll see if you catch me when you have uh, a guy like Luka Sissoko in your, in your mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, but. Yeah, let's talk head to head, but let me just let Kerry know because people listening are not going to know what Kerry's talking about. They're going to think that he has a bunch of points. Right now, I'm looking at the table. You have 117 points. Correct me if I'm wrong. Well, like, the league is I have 108 is. points. You already used your wild card, so I don't see how you're happy and you're looking down at me. Right, You're basically okay. in the same place. Can I quickly say something? Do you Please. know that the uh, league is not updated yet? This week's points haven't been put. Mm, okay. So maybe Saturday's points are in, but Sunday's points aren't. You know, and of course I have my star man in Aguero leading the line. He I don't need any other strikers. I put one guy to do it for me. He has scored in every game so far. I got like I just need all this pookie this, pookie that. The guy will go on a dry spell. Aguero is consistent. I need one guy leading my line. He scores every week. Simple. So when they add Aguero's points to the thing. You know what, this guy, I'll be at 160, whatever. Okay. Um, guys, guys okay. we'll just, we'll just wait to, to put see. this in there, why I think this wildcard strategy is probably not the best. Because one thing about wildcards is that you guys have taken it. If someone should get injured right now, you're going to have a lot of problems. And what, what you should do with your wildcards, you usually should wait. The international break is about to start. And these guys are going to go. Someone's going to get mm-hmm. injured. And the most important part why you should not take your wild card this early is that December is when you have those fixtures. You may be, there's a string of fixtures, like uh, very, very quick fixtures back to back. And one week are going to have Double such game weeks. fixtures. So around those picks, uh, parts, I know most of you, I'm going to look at your team. You're going to play your free hit or something. But at that point, if someone wild cards and your team is not on the right side of history, you're going to face that heat. The only reason I can think about using a wild card this early is to maximize the team value. Like getting all the guys in Pookie, whatnot, because Pookie just went to 6.9 overnight. He was 6.8 yesterday. And if you have failing assets and you think it's really, really bad, you just hit the panic button and just, you know, restart. Restart. It's only before. So that is so, my opinion. So, so I disagree with you slightly. I think that if you don't use your wild card, you might lose. For instance, you have players like Jota, you have players, players that are losing value now. By the time it's December, your team value is gone to 97 or 96. Then what do you do with the wild card then? So I say now that players, 
you can cash in on players like Pookie, and when they go on dry sales, you can um, dry stalls, you can sell them. You would have gained some one and maybe a few points from them instead of waiting. Because once your average players are not performing, their play, their value goes down. And and I see that some players' values have gone down over after this game week. Jota has gone down to five point nine. Um, a couple of them. So once you have these players and you're you're holding on to them, before you know you're 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 you're, you're in deep shit. So I think I think that's the problem. Okay. Oh well, dude. Let's talk about head to head real quick. You wanted to say something? Um, I think the highlight for the week was um, David and um, Winfred. I, I'm still interested in who is winning. So I'm playing David next week. So I'm really interested in who wins this game. And because if Winfred wins, oh, David yeah. is going to come in yeah, very yeah. hard. If David wins, then he's going to be complacent. He might get a couple of bottles. I said the table has been updated. Uh, the winner, the winner is clear. I mean. A lot, of things, a lot of things were said about my team last week, <laughs> but, you know, a lot of things are not being said about my team this week, so I just want you to know that the tables are big. Yeah, you know, that's it. Once you do well, people don't care. They're only interested in when you do the Emeka. Once you keep doing the Emeka, people will well, talk. Emeka when you do the Ogula, people won't talk, you know? I see that he lost his head to head to a white man. <laughs> Heavily too. <laughs> Who did he lose to? Obviously, 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 I would lose. Obviously, I would lose because 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 my captain sabotaged me. <laughs> uh, he's a white man. A white man conspired with another white man. Did you get any racist chance today from the I mean, crowd when you didn't score? Better. No, you didn't. So that's my point. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, but no, no banana peel oh. better than him. My point is this, guys. I am done. I am done with this. Look, I know that if I field my black 11, although it would be 10, because, like I said, my keepers don't play. So, really, I know for a fact that this is a strategy that will work. I know that you guys are laughing, ha, ha, ha. But you guys know that, wow, that's what is actually, that's what is actually joke. You guys are thought about it. And you know, you realize that, man, he's making sense. He thinks that has Sterling, Salah, Obama Young, money, come on. You think I don't have the money for it? You can't have all these guys for 100 million. No, you can't have all these Just guys. Watch. Aren't you the one that I beat last week? Well, how can you know what I can do? How can you know what I can do? Wow. Emeka, I really want to, Have you used the wild card? The wild card is, is being implemented. Okay, yeah. Okay, I, I want to see that. Well, please take a screenshot like when you are done like with the team. Who knows? We might knight you. We might knight you if you do the African 11 and you suck. Dude, I'm, I, I'm already guaranteeing this to you this year. Let's be honest. Even the likes of Charlie Wilson, when somebody's having a bad spell, I'll bring in Charlie. I'll bring in King. I'll bring in uh, wow. Joe, Joe, Joe Linsen. I'll bring in... Well, well, one thing is certain, you have, you have a wide pool to... to, to to, to, to pull from. The moment you added blacks in the diaspora, you changed the whole thing. Yes, yes. Because let's be honest. The, yeah, so, I think Africa. the blacks, I think you should take the blacks in the diaspora out and make an all-African team. Then I know you're really working with something solid. Mm. You can't add Africans in the diaspora and now you're bringing Sterling, no, exactly. Charlie Wilson, and all, so, anybody that's black, Kyle Walker. Right, right. So that's, Come on. That's the thing. Those individuals, easy, those individuals, to be honest, have you even, have you, have you seen, do you watch, do you follow has, the likes of, of, of Sterling on social media? He's, his friends are all Jamaican, in fact. I don't even think he has any British friends. They're all Jamaican. He, he, he only listens to Afrobeats. Like, I kid you not. I kid you not. So how can I neglect it? Have you seen Pogba dance? Does he dance like a white French man? 
Nah. I don't like it. So don't, don't I, 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 Have you seen Ngolo Kante's face? <laughs> Yo, please. <laughs> okay, guys. Captain for next week. Yeah, what do we okay, do? so hold on. Before we get to captains for next week, um, I just want to ask Kerry. So we're gonna start off with Kerry. Kerry, I want us. I want you to tell us who's your captain gonna be. But also head to head, you're going against Team Badass, um, managed by Young Jay. Um, what are your thoughts? Do you think you're gonna win that? Alan Padio. Um, I think that's gonna be a very difficult one for me, even though I'm at home. I always respect who I'm playing against. Even if they have a stupid name like Team Badass, <laughs> I, I I still give them the respect. It looks like he's doing well this season, but uh, I mean, I will probably win, but it'll be tough. <laughs> All right, Whoa. no dead, no dead. You're gonna win. It's gonna be tough. All right, so to end every show, we like to talk about um each person give a captain that they think is just gonna score goals and. Is gonna give us points. Last week, a lot of people flopped. Um, Awula told us Firmino was gonna score. He said Kane was gonna score. Neither score. You're no, supposed to pick one player. He picked two. Um, so yeah, that wasn't good. And Mika told us Kane would give us 40 points. That didn't happen either. Um, David was saved actually by Mika because once Mika <laughs> picked uh, Kane, he was smart enough to switch, and he picked he picked Salah. Salah scored indeed. Um, so yeah, I picked Sterling and I was right, of course, not a surprise. Um so Carrie, no pressure, but you can hear. If you pick the right player, you're with me, you're with David. Pick the wrong player, you're with some other people. So who do you think it is this week? I mean, like I'll go with my trusted guy, you know, the best striker in the league, Sergio Aguero. Mm. They are at home against Brighton. If he popped two today, he popped in the first two games he one match. In fact, did he even start the first game? But he came on and scored. So it doesn't even matter if he starts, whatever, whatever. They can bring him on in the 75th minute and he'll probably still score. So uh, my guy is Sergio Aguero. He's the, the only striker on my team. And I'll captain him once again against Brighton at home. Okay. Perfect. Noted. David, who do you have for us this week? Uh, I feel like this weekend is kind of easier. Uh, I think you should go with... Raheem Sterling, um, the boy seems to know what he's doing. He's a top player. I follow him on social media. He cares about his FPL followers. We also care about him. <laughs> we wish him the best. Against Brighton, Graham Potter likes to attack. He's a new attacking manager. He used to be the former manager of Swansea. I've seen the way they play. And I think Manchester City should be running away with that game. So I would go with Raheem Sterling for Man City versus Brighton. Okay, noted. Perfect. Awula, who do you got? Um, I just used my wild card and I got Aguero into my team. Um, I think that he's he's gonna score more goals this week. They're playing against Brighton. I see him scoring. However, I'm 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 tempted to go for Sterling. Also, I'm thinking Salah because we are playing <clears throat> we're playing Burnley at um at 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 Turf Moor, and Salah seems to do well with. Benley. So, I, I'm not decided now, but I think that the easy one I would go for is Sergio Aguero because I just I just bought him into my team, so I'd, I'd give him my captain. Okay. So, you're giving us three players again this week instead of two. Hopefully, you're not getting three yeah. wrong. Okay. Perfect. Emeka? Yeah. So, the thing is, um, I believe 
<laughs> you know, I, I don't want to jinx it for anybody. Uh, both Sterling and Aguero have been mentioned already. Come on, I guess my other six years, bro. Like, come on. So, but to be honest, uh, my, my, my call was going to be Sterling, given that it was against Brighton. But now that I've, that David is picking, I think David's luck is now going to affect me. So, what I'm going to do really <laughs> is that I'm going to go with Tammy Abraham. Mm, I was going to pick him, okay. Tammy Abraham is going to. Tammy is going to play a home game against Sheffield United. I think Chelsea is 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 still trying to work out their defense, but their attack is strong enough for them to create chances and hopefully score those chances. As we saw, Tammy put up two goals this past weekend, uh, and I can see him. Uh, I think having success against Sheffield as well. So, if if uh, you know, I'm going to build my African eleven, and I'll 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 I'll, I'll you know look into this a bit more. So if it's not Tammy that I go with, uh, to be honest, I think that it is likely I will go with Raheem Sterling. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Noted. Um, I agree with you with Tammy Abraham. I just think that Chelsea is going to score goals. I like the way they've been playing this season. Um, they're definitely playing on the front foot, and I think that's going to pay off, and he's the guy that's going to be scoring the goals. So I have Abraham getting goals. At least one goal this week. That's why I got. Fair enough. I think uh, you and I are thinking along the same lines. Yeah, I'm kind of scared now, but yeah. So, before you move on. So, last week you told us to go big on everything defenders. Yeah, so you have to go big on everything defenders. You know, the the logic still stands. Um, I think they were unlucky. No. Aston Villa, you know, no. just just ran up and scored two goals out of nowhere. But Everton is still the yeah. only team that has kept two clean sheets this season, if I'm not mistaken. Did you watch those two games? No, no, no. You don't need. You don't need to watch. Teams. You don't need to watch the games. Just follow they, the stats. They were so lucky. But do you know that last season Everton kept the most clean sheets outside of Liverpool and Manchester City? Everton. So this is not new for them. They've been doing this. Someone go Google that. But this is facts. I'm telling you, they have a good defense and they don't allow goals. Well, I I like Luca Dia a lot. I like Coleman. So um, unfortunately, I don't have space for them on my team because they are quite expensive. I'm not going for any defender above four point five. Apart from Trent, so uh, it's 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 a policy by management, and I can't I can't violate. Oh, I do have I do have one more question. I do want you guys to pick a couple of games. Um, let's just pick winners real quick, and we'll round it up there. Um, the the two most interesting games that I kind of see on the schedule, of course, Arsenal playing uh Spurs. I think it's gonna oh, be a big game. Um, yeah, so we talked about both teams, so we don't have to go too much into that game. We could just give us who you think is going to win. Um, and then Everton versus Wolves, I think, is also a really big game of the teams that are trying to challenge for the top six um, from outside the top six. Um, so I don't know. Who wants to go first? Um, I, can, I can go first. All right, David, go ahead. Go first, so, you guys. so for Arsenal Spurs, this game is a midfield game. This is a game that Harry Kane lives for. It's a London Derby. Usually, you should expect some goals in there. I would pick Spurs beating Arsenal at home because mainly, to be honest, if you have players like Jack and your team, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. So, I, I see a Spurs victory over there. Okay. How about Everton and Wolves? 
Everton and Wolves. I see Everton defeating Wolves. Mm. The mere sense that Wolves are in the Europa League, and I really do not like their energy levels when I've seen them play in the league. If the first half they played against Manchester United was woeful, and I really, really feel like they're shaky. Everton need to come back. They just got they, they just got punched to the nose by Aston Villa. It's a home game. I expect Luka Dean to provide an attacking return. Um, with Burnley versus Liverpool. I'm not going to talk about that. Liverpool. <laughs> uh, you have you have my, my boy, Timu Puki. No Puki, no party. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I can see West Ham have an atrocious defense. I can see Norwich. I can see Norwich. I can see that game being a tie. A high scoring tie, actually. Because Norwich also have a really shaky defense. Newcastle versus Watford at home. I expect Watford to get their first win of the season. Man City versus Brighton, I'm not going to discuss that one. <laughs> Leicester City versus Bournemouth. Bournemouth usually travel very poorly. Leicester are now coming into their own. I expect a Leicester City win. Crystal Palace versus Aston Villa. That is a that is a that is a tricky fixture actually for me. But Crystal Palace generally do well at home. Aston Villa I have not seen them go away. So for that game, I put it at a 50-50. But but I would go for a Crystal Palace win because of their home uh, home, home uh, ability. Chelsea, Sheffield, goals, goals, goals. Chelsea, scintillating attack. I can see Chelsea getting, you know, having a plus two margin on, on Sheffield United. Manchester United, they also endured the humiliating defeat to Crystal Palace at home. So I can see that game, Manchester United winning, but I'm concerned about the fitness of Martial. And also being a young squad, Manchester United is very hard to pin down what you're going to get. Away from home against Ralph uh, Hustlestein, that game is going to be interesting, but Manchester United win. Hmm. Wow, that was a lot. Thank you. Um, yeah. So, Kerry, same thing. I just want, but I just want two games for me. So, I just want the Arsenal game and the Everton game. Who wins each? The Arsenal game. Arsenal Spurs. I think Arsenal Spurs, I think that would be 2-2. Two, two. Draw. I think the okay. time. Yeah, Arsenal, you can say whatever way you want to say about them, but I, I feel like they always save their best for Tottenham. So I can see that being a tie. And then the Everton game, I actually agree with David. Like Everton, they lost to upcoming Aston Villa from the championship. They would want to bounce back at home, you know, and show that that was just a fluke. So I think they will, their energy levels on you know that early Sunday fixture will be will be really good and they'll probably get the win with maybe uh, our Nigerian Alexi Wobi, who Emeka should have mentioned in his African mm, level. Facts. Would, um, hopefully he will do something. And uh, let me just please give quickly on two more okay. games. I think if Mata start, United wins easy. <laughs> if if Mata start against Southampton, United wins. Uh, so it's interesting to see what Ole would do after the loss. It was a really bad loss. So it's, I'm interested to see if he will tweak, make any tweaks in the team. And you guys want to captain Tommy, but I respect Sheffield's defense. I think they could they could surprise Chelsea with how they will come in and bunk. So Sheffield wins? You know, so, no, uh, maybe like a 1-1 one, one tie. Okay. You know. I see you one one time in that Chelsea game. Okay. You know, so You've said it. We've written it down. 
All right, Emeka, give us your give us your scores or not scores, just the results. Arsenal, Spurs, Everton, Wolves. Yeah, so for me, Arsenal, Spurs. Um, I know you guys think it's going to be a tough one, um, but really, uh, given our offensive uh, prowess, I will say that Arsenal to win that game three one. Mm. Uh, Aubameyang to score two goals. <laughs> and, um, as far as the Everton game, uh, Wolves is is a no joke team. To be honest, uh, defensively they're they're often strong. Um, yes, they do concede. They often don't keep clean sheets, but usually one goal is their is their max. So I, I believe that that Everton Wolves game is in fact a one one tie. To be honest. Okay. Good reasoning, Awula. What do you think about these two games we're talking about? I think that it's going to be a tough one. It's a derby. Um, both teams are coming from very, very disappointing losses. Um, I think that <clears throat> I'm not convinced with Spurs so far. I think that I'd go for an Arsenal win. Um, for my own selfish gains, I'd want Tottenham to, to, to fall off the top two as early as possible. So I'd go for an <laughs> Arsenal win. I don't care who scores. Okay, so I think we just lost Awula for a second. Um, so we'll wait to see if he's if he comes back. Um, for the Arsenal Spurs game, I believe that Arsenal is going to win. I don't really like joining everyone else, but I think Arsenal is going to win that game. Um, I just think Spurs have reached a place that they're not really improving that much from the last couple of years. And I think this for me, this is the last season that they're going to have this team together. They're going to have big changes coming soon for them. They've, they've hit the ceiling. Um, Everton Wolves. Um, I do really think Everton can win this game. You guys know I'm on Everton's defense bandwagon. But last season, I was on Wolves bandwagon, and I have to stay there. I can't just jump ship. Um, so I'm going to go with the tie. That's really the best result for me. Um, I think they're going to they're gonna play a draw, a low-scoring draw, maybe a 1-1 or a 0-0. Um, we didn't really talk too much about this, but Everton has struggled to score this season. They scored one goal in three games. Um, which is very guys, no problem. Uh, which is very crazy. Just one goal in three games. Um, but yeah, we'll like, go ahead. I just gave my picks. Um, so go ahead and tell us what you think about the Liverpool Burnley and then also Everton Wolves. Um, Liverpool Burnley is going to be a tough one. Um, Burnley are doing very well this season. Ashley Barnes is in the form of his life. I think he's got four goals now. Um, last season we 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 got it late. We won late there. Shakiri and Salah. So I, I know people think it's going to be an easy game, but no. Sean Dyche has proved that he's a very stubborn manager. So it's going to be a close one, maybe 1-0 one or 2-1. Who knows? We could even draw. I expect City to beat Brighton easily, maybe 3-4 goals. Salah and Aguero getting a double each. So who knows? By the time we, 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 we meet next week, City could be on top of the league. And maybe, uh, I don't know, but that's what makes the EPL very competitive. It's quite unpredictable. Mm-hmm. How about Everton Wolves? Who do you think is going to win that game? Um, to be frank, uh, Wolves 
are not doing well. Everton, they are not convincing me. They don't have goal scorers. I don't think they've got goals in them. Calvin Lewin is not a striker. He's not. I don't think he can get ten mm-hmm. goals. Uh, Moise King, the earlier they draft him in, the better. You still cannot tell what um, Richarlison's favorite position. Mm-hmm. You see better of the wings. You see coming through the middle. So these are still problems that the coach needs to figure out. Does he play Bernard? Does he take him off the bench and play Wobi? So I think he's not he's not settled yet. So I'm going to go for a Wolves win. But uh, anything could happen. Okay. Perfect, perfect. Guys, I want to thank you all for joining the podcast today. Uh, it's been a great show. Good talking to you guys. Um, we'll keep track of all your picks and all the information and everything that we've talked about today and see how it goes. Um, any parting words before we, we call it a day? The objective is to teach you guys self-love. Self-love is the core of what I'm doing here. But we cannot continue to rely on other people besides ourselves. So really, your jokes aside, this is a very serious squad of 11. And I'm hoping that you guys see this for what it is and you all indulge because that is how, in fact, you will win. Um, and, and that being said, I also want to make a quick point. Um, we, we, you know, uh, would like to have you guys follow, you know, try to reach out. So we would like as many followers as possible so as to help people out there in the world uh, with their fantasy leagues and predictions, etc. And so please, you know, make it a... a, 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 a I call it the habits to try to get us get us out there you know share us on twitter follow us on our website and so on and so forth all right guys all right well said thanks guys all right thanks